All right. Here we go. Number 93, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep, yep. Two good numbers. Nine and three. So uh, excited about the topic, Coach. It kind of goes along with what I was thinking, which I haven't told you yet. So it's going to be one of those curve balls again that Coach is able to catch so well. Uh, But my name is Sherry Wilson, the owner of Genius Al Limited Company, Um, a company in which I am super excited about what's coming. And I'm super excited about the work I get to do with my clients. Coach, I got to tell you real fast on the social media part, um, we did the, you know, Clovis Music Festival. My job was to make sure the the social media aspect was on point. Uh, we blew out the numbers, record numbers for attendance, team effort, of course, a record number of alcohol sales at the event center, which they were very happy about, and we don't have to pay rent. And then we reached over 1 million people in four months and uh, on our Facebook alone. So I was surprised. The last number, it was like 700,000. And then when I went in to get the final numbers, it was over a million. And all the 50 states are on our website. 22,000 people came uh, to the site and we had like 26 countries. So um, I'm... I'm very excited about the whole thing, and I can't oh, wait to see the final economic numbers because I like numbers. I like to – to me, they mean something happened, you know. So yeah, that's right. Super excited about that. Now it's Dragon Main season. But social media, coaching, and hopefully helping people live the life that they love, that's my, my, that's my passion for sure. So, Coach, go ahead and tell people who you are. Wow. So, Greg McNeil um, – business owner, and and I'm completing a doctoral program right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, one of the things that I'm really excited about is it gets, it allows me to extend my work condition, which is really quite the same, right? Um, yes. Helping individuals to achieve those things that they want in their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, helping them to stay out of little boxes so they can chart their own pathway. So, you know, they can say that their happiness is their own and not something that they pattern after other people. So that's me, Coach Greg McNeil. So in our pre-show combo, you brought up something. I wanted you to kick us off because like I said, I had a couple thoughts, but you had um, talked about learning how to take a risk and move beyond limitations. So what exactly does that mean, Coach? And what do you want us to take away from that thought? Okay, so a couple of things come to my mind right off the bat. So, um, so we probably have a diverse audience, but we certainly have our fair share of those individuals who um, in Christian faith, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll just start off with an example that I think are, that a lot of people can recognize, and that's the, the, the parable of the talents, right? Mm-hmm. The parable of the talents, right? So everybody is essentially, the idea is you are all born with a particular gift. That gift has to be cultivated, right? In order to be manifested. Yes. Okay. So um, in the three examples, each one was given a certain level of talents according to their particular sets of gifts and what they could do. Yeah. Right. And then one individual who received the least also did the least, but he had an excuse. 
his excuse was a fearful one, right? Mm -hmm. And and even though he may have thought it was valid for him, it shows what happens if we don't use those things that we have, right? And so a lot of times we will neglect to take chances in our lives, go for things that we say we like, we're afraid, we discount ourselves on some level, but really inwardly what we're saying is, I don't want to put my gift to the test, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to anchor myself into the ground, right? So in a sense then, they're saying circumstances prevent me from actualizing, from manifesting the gifts that were given to me by the creator. And so what we're saying is, you have to understand that even though circumstances are a part of the world, we too are also circumstance. We create circumstance in the lives of other people. Um, We create circumstances in the world that allows us to be able to achieve certain things. So off, um, off air, you were talking about what you did for Dragon Main and a lot of the um, social media events there in Clovis. That was an impact. Mm-hmm. That's a circumstance. You created something in someone's life, right? To the extent that some people actually came out and those who could not come in to visit, they tuned in electronically and through other means right so what i'm saying is it's like hey look you can't reasonably say i know this is going to happen right but you can say that i am going to do the best with the talent and skill that i have and once i do that then we'll see what occurs and that's exactly what you did the feedback that comes back to you is the circumstance you created in the form of record attendance participation, views, and all these other types of things. But there's always some challenge to it, right? And this is what we're saying to the listener, that sure, you're going to have circumstances in your life, but you too are also circumstance, and you don't want to forget that. And when you do, that's when you notice that you are the person that's standing on the bank, and the river of life is sort of like passing you by. You know, what's interesting when you talk about that coaches, you know, you know, the story and I've talked about it on the podcast of my very first Facebook ad. We discussed it in our intensive yesterday. Um, I had to, I had to see past the circumstance of what appeared to be just abject failure with that first ad. And and it took me a bit, but I had to get past that fear of failure as well. If I had not, have done that, I would not have this business of social media management and I would not have had the impact. And if you look at um, the uh, the parable of the mind is if you go back, what's fascinating is the very fact that he was even given a mina tells us that the one who gave it to him to steward believed in him but right. his perspective of himself and the one who gave him that opportunity was so skewed that he was then in fear and he wasn't able to execute. And so I think people need to understand that the circumstance 
is a minor role compared to perspective. It is. And I was um, uh, reading last night. No, it was the night before last. Um, I always have a little bit of uh, some devotional time. And I was um, reading along the same lines in Haggai. And it was talking about a shaking that's coming. Well, in Hebrews chapter 12, it talks about the shaking and it's called a promise. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Shaking is a promise and a promise is a good thing. And so my perspective had always been, it's a negative thing. Well, that was weeks ago that I noticed that. And then I'm in Haggai and it says the shaking that's about to occur is so that the treasures of the nations are then transferred to the right people. So what I got out of that is that what can appear to be a disastrous circumstance or a negative circumstance is actually where the opportunity is hiding. Yes. Another um, example of what you're saying is I was reading the book, uh, The Psychology of Money. Mm-hmm. And the guy wrote the book because he said there's lots of books on, you know, budgeting and money and investing and blah, blah. He said, but there's not a lot on the psychology of money and how people interact with it and they lose it because, you know, their perspectives, et cetera. Well, one of the things that was fascinating is he said when the stock market crashed in 1929, there were two men One had an equivalent of $100 invested at the time. The other guy had about the same amount. When the stock market crashed and his family heard about it, they were freaking out because a lot of people, you know, committed suicide. They just jumped off buildings and bridges. So when he got home, you know, he sees his his family. They're scared to death that they, you know, lost everything and he was going to harm himself. And the wife was already welling and crying because, you know, she was more concerned with losing her husband, actually, than the money. And he's like, what are y'all doing? And they said, well, the stock market. And he goes, oh, no. He said, I saw what was coming. So I moved some stocks around and he became a billionaire. So the equivalent of a two billion dollar man back in that day. The other guy lost everything. So what was the difference? They observed circumstances differently. One saw the opportunity. He recognized the danger. He made the move to where he saw opportunity. He became a billionaire. The other guy lost everything and they never saw him again. He disappeared. So later, that guy that had the $2 billion, he got a little overconfident and he lost it all. But the thing is, is that when you look at things going on in your life, and I've seen you do this over and over and over, you use it as an opportunity to expand your skill set, your gift sets, and your perspective. And and so that's why I kind of hear you saying is, th- don't blame the circumstance. No, no. So let's, uh, now I'm going to use another example. So I'm going to jump in this one real quick. Oh, what the I, hell? I lost you, coach. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Uh, excuse me, uh, dear listener. Uh, every now and then, one of those things will slip out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> those colorful euphemisms. Uh, and uh, so I'm 
on my way to Clovis, right, to work with the DOD. Mm-hmm. I'm headed out to Clovis. What are you going out there for? I've never been there. So I get there and it's like, okay, it's an agricultural community. Perspective, right? Mm-hmm. They have a different perspective. They have no idea that all the dreams and images that are going through my mind, they have no idea the context from which I come out of, right? So I walk into a situation, meet key people, have a wonderful time, learn the kinds of skills that are so needed in today's world um, that it was like a journey. I mean, literally a journey. You have to go to this place here because this place here is going to give you um, a certain set of skills that you need for other areas in your life that are very important to you. And you could not have seen four years ago from your particular vantage point that you needed that place perspective and willingness, right? It's like, okay, yeah, of course I am, right? It's like, I don't know, but I'm always writing. And because I'm always writing, I'm always expecting to be blessed, right? In the areas of my vision. Yeah. And, um, and we're on 93 in terms of our podcast. And I have certainly told this story a number of different times already but what i'm saying is the things that i've actually learned were just not possible if i am not in that space mm-hmm. and i don't get a chance to be in that space unless my perspective is correct because there are some things um that you cannot see until after you engage the experience right yeah and you know and uh, that's probably, you know, starting with the the story, with the, the parable, the individual is thinking a certain way based on how he conceives a relationship in a person that might have bestowed him with the gift. But he had a choice to think differently. Yeah. And he did. And because he didn't, the, the little he had was taken away. Right. Yeah. Sherry, take this real quick. Let me let Rudy in. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I think that um, it's important for us to acknowledge, because, you know, this is a place where truth meets BS, that there are circumstances that can be absolutely terrible that people go through. We've all gone through them. Death, Mm -hmm. loss, financial insecurity, relationships dissolving. I mean, there's definite hard things that humans go through. So my question is, if there's anyone listening to us or anyone that will listen to us in the future, when they find themselves in circumstances that are beyond their control, that are negative, like what is the first step or the first question, the first thought that they need to say or do to get a little bit of some bearing, I guess you would say, so they can start examining the opportunities for growth, et cetera. You know, so when I think about that, I mean, obviously it is going to be based on the individual and a certain whatever they kind of have going on with them. 
Um, but for me, in my worldview, I look at the circumstance as being relative to the particular person that's encountering them, right? Mm -hmm. So um, you and I may experience something similar, but it's going to impact us along different lines, right? You see what I'm saying? So you and I could both get in a car accident. You can get in a car accident there. You can get a, I could get in one here. Um, we can have any other kinds of things going on with us, but no two people are going to react to a situation the same way is essentially what I'm trying to say, right? But isn't there and, like a base point though? I mean, I do think that as humans, even though we have different perspectives and life experiences that we can at least have some principle we can start from to reframe, to begin to deal with it in a way that's constructive, not destructive. Oh, I would agree with you. Um, I could, I would say that, you know, if I'm talking to that person and depending on what they're dealing with, after my assessment, I'm going to want to know what is it that you really want to do? Because I always come back to that because that is, it's the rudder, right? It's the compass. Um, so what we're saying is on the journey to self-fulfillment, achievement, and whatever that looks like, you're going to always be set, be deal with circumstances, right? And you're going to also um, be a circumstance in that kind of like situation. So going forward, I'm like, okay, wow. Um, I'm going to cry with you. I'm going to sit in silence with you. If you've dealt with something that is like so painful and your spirit is just broken, sometimes I might not even say a word. But when it comes time to speak, right, mm -hmm. I am going to say to the person, okay, here we are. This is what we are dealing with right now. Um, we have to decide what is the next step for us because life is con is life is meant to continue. So again, if I'm working with that person, I'm still going to couple with their mind and say, look, you can deal with the challenges of your loss, your pain or whatever that is. But if you're not planning on staying in that space, we have to be able to move with it. If they're able to move with it, then I'm coupling with that person and saying, okay, so now we need to start thinking in ways in which we can change or evolve your mindset out of the place of pain, discouragement, and disappointment into a journey that's taking you toward accomplishment of whatever that is that you want, right? Yeah, so it's like you go back to, you know, no matter what circumstances are thrown at you, if you have that supreme desire and you know what you want to accomplish in life, it, it, it helps you recalibrate and refocus uh, even in those difficult times. But I like how you said you will uh, sit with them. You'll um, help them in that initial aspect because I think <clears throat> too many people will actually ignore how they feel and they don't process that. And then later it shows up. And often you see they, they blame the circumstances uh, around them. So, what do you mean like, um, go just a touch deeper coach and that, uh, we, we have an impact. We are a circumstance. So, you know, I'm just trying to like think of 
I mean, what kind of example comes to my mind when I'm thinking about that? You know, so the person who may believe that they are without power because of their the way that they see themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So they can carry themselves in um, in a depressed mind state, um, feeling kind of weak and disempowered. Um, they they have things happen to them. They disappoint them. Maybe people take advantage of them. And they're sad and complaining. And then somebody's like, well, hey, you know what? You're actually better than that. You know, you can actually do this. And all of a sudden, the person starts like, really? You mean, really? I can, I'm, I'm capable of doing this? I can. And then all of a sudden, they start to gain confidence because they can, they're, they're, they're starting to see that they can actually impact the world, that they can change circumstances in their lives, right? Yeah. Well, after they, now, as that person is gaining confidence, now, ultimately, they are ready to confront some of those challenges that typically deal, that, that would have defeated them before, right? So now, all of a sudden, this person is face-to-face with something that previously had been very discouraging. Now, all of a sudden, the person can overcome what that limitation is. When they overcome a limitation, they, in that sense, are circumstance that is changing circumstances. Yeah. Right? So they're not powerless. They're now able to impact. Exactly. That's exactly right. Because it's like now when you can change, changing a thought form into something that's manifested in reality, material reality, is circumstance. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. It's circumstance. Right? And so, again, when we talk about perspective, we keep a broader view because we recognize that no one word can actually capture all that we can think, feel, and sense about a particular situation. Yeah. You know, so we just have to be, you know, we just have to be mindful of not being too narrowly focused when we say like what a circumstance is, because it's really going to be to that person. But first and foremost, it's a thought form for me. So I hear you saying that instead of being a victim to circumstances, when people recognize who they are, their gift sets, their skill sets, their unique place uh, in society and in, you know, just the, the aspect of humanity, they start changing those thought processes, their power is restored. Yes, and we touched on something um, off air about how the education process in some ways disempowers, mm-hmm. right? And so we, you know, we're, we're not touching on conspiracies and stuff like that on our podcast. We, we can have pretty strong thoughts about that, but this is not what we're saying to the public. What we are saying to you is this you do have to be aware of the environment in which you walk, in which you live, because your environment has a set of circumstances, you know, within your small community, your family, your small community, your town, your region, right? Yeah. We, we circumstances are all around us. Um, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Right? What are you going to do? This is what we're saying to people. You have to be with a, look around and say, okay, this is what's happening. But what do you want to do? 
We've been heartbroken before. We've been disappointed before, right? We've, we've had those things. And so this is where I say to the listener, I will never um, speak out against the sadness and the anxiety and the, and the, the troubles that um, a person can deal with. But when the time comes to make a decision, that's when I say, hey, look, you may be afraid. You still may be a little bit anxious and that's okay. But you're still going to have to decide what it is that you want. And you're going to have to move in that direction because that's what your faith looks like. Yeah. Right. Since you don't have the consciousness of a rose, you don't know what it's like the struggle for seed to germinate and then break the surface, right? You you don't have the consciousness, so you can't relate to that. You can only look at your own self, right? But even then, you still have what it takes, no matter what, to meet the conditions in your life. And if it's not just you, then you're going to find somebody else does. Just like you and I connect and we create a uni mind, right? We yeah. come together every week, boop, put our minds together, and now we increase our brain power and so we can help other people to think differently about their circumstance. And it's going to touch that listener at whatever level it needs to, right? But ultimately, we're saying this. We understand you're hurt and we want to help you. But part of our help is saying to you, you have to get up and do something. Mm -hmm. You have to change. Mm -hmm. You cannot stay here, right? It's like, I get it. I'm not going to try to tell you I understand your broken heart because I don't want to offend you, but you still have to change, right? You still have to go forward no matter what. So this is a perfect segue for my final thought when you were talking earlier before we got on, and that is be weird. So I was training with you once, and I think I said something like, I'm a little bit weird or I'm weird or I don't know what all. And you said that the original meaning of the word weird was destiny. That's right. And so, you know me, I trust, but verify. So I did my research. Sure enough, the, the word for weird means destiny. And so as those people, I'm assuming, I'm just going to fill in some blanks of what I think that originally came from was that you had those people who went against the grain. They were not like everybody else. They thought different. They did different things. And because of that, they had a significant impact on the circumstances of people. So if you look at Albert Einstein and his work, or you look at Bell Graham, or you look at, or Graham Bell, you look at all these different people, they, they knew what they wanted, and they were willing to go against the grain and stand out. And so, mm -hmm. like, even if you just touch on the education piece just a little bit, you don't want a herd mentality. You don't right. want a group think. You have to challenge what you're hearing. And I just encourage people, do a deep dive, at least here in America, on the education system and what all got started. But barely, so you have to challenge what you're being told and you had to do that this week you had to say right. this isn't this isn't fitting here and right. and so 
I would say to people, don't be afraid of being weird because it's the weird people that change the world. I mean, if you look at, you know, the technology giants, you know, they're weird. If you look at the billionaires, millionaires, they're just weird. And they're comfortable in that. And they don't allow people to put them in boxes. Yes. You know, you just said a prophecy. (laughs) You're funny, Coach. (laughs) You did. You just said a prophecy. And, um, And it's so simple, right? And if the listener catches it, you're going to change your life right now. Because she just told you. Refusing to be placed in a box is a form of critical thinking. Yes. Right? Um, You have been given everything you need to succeed in this life. So if you turn your life over to somebody else to live for you, then you have neglected, one, your responsibility and your gifts, right? Yeah. And you're saying, don't do it. And... I think what just hit me right now is find out what you love first and then everything else happens. Yeah. And so, to, and I think too many times people just give up and just follow everybody else because they think it's easier. I and think, Coach, too, like when you are weird, you have to get used to people not getting you. You'll, you'll have a few that do. But yeah, people are very uncomfortable when they cannot categorize you. Oh, so did you just speak my life did, right? (laughs) Oh, I've heard it. I've had, because people know that, you know, probably when you were in Clovis, uh, outside of Laura Lee, me and you probably spent the most time together in our professional work. And, and so people are like, so what? is coach and I would be like you can't define them there's so don't even try don't don't put what you think he is on there and um I said but I will tell you in his words he's a screen so the wind just blows through but don't try to put them in a box screens don't belong in a box And, uh, so yeah, but remember they were uncomfortable. They couldn't Mm -hmm. gauge your worldview. They couldn't, you know, the perspective and stuff. So you have to get used to people trying to do that. Don't, you know, just don't worry about that or judging you incorrectly. Oh, wow. You know, I just want to say this again, for those of you who are listening to us and you live close by, Um, you know, you've probably known Sherry a long time, but if you haven't known, recognized her continued evolution, then you're probably asleep at the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm saying is, um, as things change, listen to the messages, because what we're really telling you is what you really need is a place deep inside. And you really need somebody that can help you to be able to find that. Um, so, you know, this is sort of like a, like a, my own promo saying it's like, um, it's rare that you find somebody that's going to help you to think in such a way so you can be a whole person. Mm-hmm. And when you find someone like that, you want to think about it. 
because they're bringing you something that's more than money. And, yes. and, you know, and that's kind of like my final word. So it's like, you know, listen to the language and then take it deep because uh, we're here to help. So there's certain things we probably just won't say, but everything we do say is gold for you. That uh, proverb comes to mind. Wisdom is better than gold and rubies and stuff. And I think when you look at wisdom, the aspect of insight, you know, I've had people in my office and you would make like one statement and you could see the emotion literally wash all over them because all of a sudden they're like, that's it, you know, and that's what we're saying. And having people around you that can point those things out so you can stay weird is important. Any final thoughts, coach? Nope, I'm just going to stay on that weirding way. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Weird squared. (laughs) That's exactly right. Wonderful. 